Hey, what is up, guys? We are back again with another episode. Today, I got a very special guest. I got my lifelong friend, Mikey Alfonso. What is up, my boy? What is up, everybody? How are you guys doing today? All right, so Mikey, uh, quick little quick little background about him. Uh, this was my center when I was a little bit, when I was playing football. I first started playing football. It really got me into the sport, really uh, got me in. I was so I was so happy and little soccer kid that was energetic to play quarterback for the first time. And then I got hurt and I was a bitch and all that shit. You guys know the story. We talked about that already. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I brought him here today because I really wanted to touch upon uh, something that I've been learning in psych and uh, in college and class. And it's learning how to deal with people um, with special needs and... He lives with someone with special needs. I really wanted to get that personal experience for you guys. And um, I just wanted him to talk about his experiences. And I thought it'd be a really great topic. So what's up, man? How are you? So what's up? Yeah. So this topic, it's it's something really close to me. Like I said, little at home. My my sister, she's 16 years old. Her name's Jessica. Gio knows her well. She yes. used to be at every one of our football games, wrestling matches. She's always there. And uh, she has Down syndrome. So I don't know if you know what Down syndrome is, but... You have an extra chromosome, which creates, you know, various problems. She had um, a hole in her heart, a lot of um, physical defects. Um, but ultimately, it's just a, a slower learning rate than the average um, kid and average adult. So when, she, when I'm at my 19-year-old brain, when she's 19, she may have still an 8-year-old brain. So it's various underlying conditions that right. have to do with what's going on. But ultimately, um, when she was born, she had a hole in her heart, which is called a heart murmur. And it had to be fixed immediately. So she went into the NICU, which is the uh, children's hospital, right off the bat. And um, we didn't get to see her for various days and weeks because she was getting uh, uh, operated on and various um, treatments to help her. You know, just survive, which is right, the yes. craziest she thing. Had to be on you know, constant, my, both constant my mother's care. kids wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for um, modern medicine, because I also had some stuff when I was born. But yeah, so she went under. She undergoed various treatments, procedures. She was also um, born with leukemia, be and Down syndrome kids are one of the only types of people that could fight leukemia in early stages and get rid of it. And she did. So that's another Super. thing she overcame. But Fighter. she, uh, um, just her f going through that affected me when I was I think I was about I'm 19 she's 16 so I was about three years old and uh I didn't see her much in the first year of her life she was mostly in the hospital so that that affected me in the beginning because as a young child you know uh your parents are everything and I didn't see um my mom much I didn't see my dad much they would interchange and go to the hospital because she always needed somebody to be by her but uh I was very bad i was energetic and um i was being i was acting out because i wasn't getting the attention that i wanted from my parents because I, they were showing the attention yeah. to her which right. she needed it more than i did 100%. now so in the beginning i it, it was um it was something more of like a uh, being selfish but as i grew up i realized that um i'm going to take this more as um an option of success rather than uh just you know dwell on bad things so as I got older she really um she really helped me become the person that I am right now in terms of um being more patient and just doing things in a slower manner because everything's slow with her she everything's um uh 
what is the word that I'm looking for? Everything is on a schedule. Right. Everything for her Which has very, to be done very, on the same thing. Uh, she goes to bed at around um, 8 o'clock. She eats dinner when we eat dinner, which is around 5, 5.30. And if anything is ever switched up, um, when she has to put on her pajamas, it's different. Right. And mm-hmm. many people wouldn't understand, like, what what goes on through their heads, but the smallest things are the biggest things to them. Yeah. Little changes are big for them. So um, I would say in middle school, I got to see she had her second heart surgery when I was about uh, about f- maybe nine years ago. But in middle school is when I got to understand what that meant. Um, her second heart surgery cleared her and made her heart full, f- almost full functioning again. So it was going to be the last surgery she needed, and she got off a lot of medication. Um, she started to do things on her own, like speaking, um, eating by herself. So it was ultimately a, a big changing point in her life in terms of uh, everything. She went to a new school. Um, things were going up, and I saw that, and I got to see her thrive. And that's when I knew that this, like, she's going to be the person that I, I need to be by 24-7. Now... Doesn't now doesn't these experiences with your sister make you grow up like a little bit more faster, a little bit more mature? Like it, it makes you think different from the from the yep. peers in your I think that's, in your life. I think that's a perfect topic to touch on right now because I I was just gonna roll into that. Um, I had to grow up a lot faster, I think, than a lot of kids my age. Right. Because I had a I I would help my parents administer the medicine to her when when they were cooking dinner and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a second hand for them and. Uh, even even to this day, um, bathroom is a topic that is very hard for her. Um, it's very hard for her to wipe herself when she uses the bathroom and to do things like that. So either my mom, my dad, or I, we're always there to help her out and make sure that she's learning and she's doing things correctly. But um, And just ultimately now, in the past four years, you know, when it's time for a woman to go through her stages and she's having her period... I don't know why I asked God why <laughs> why in the world she would he would make such a girl have this but she doesn't need it. She actually now she gets shots for it and it causes her to not have her her period which is ultimately a lot easier and a lot a lot better for my mom because she it was a lot for her just to deal with my only, sister. I can only imagine. A sister on a daily basis is a lot for my mom but she's a trooper. She does it. But with the period it was hard for her to consistently have to um, do all the upkeep and stuff, and I didn't understand because it was something that I never have had to grow up with. But I'm glad now that it's it's a problem that's that it happens only once in a while when she needs to get her next dose. But yeah, yeah. I think it had had a big effect on me growing up because I got to see things that that kids wouldn't see until they had their own children, and and become more appreciative for the little things in life rather than the big things. Like no. a, a word, a new word for her was like, like seeing, seeing magic. It, it was, it was tear, it brought tears to our eyes because music was a big outlet for her. Right. Yes. She, Actually, we talked about this on another podcast, another podcast episode where we're talking about how music really does, can, can really change your entire mood. Like from, from, from something as simple as going to the gym and weightlifting and you're yeah. trying to hit a new PR, that gym is, that, that, that music is going to get you to that point where now I'm excited and something so something so else just like uh like your sister yes my mom my mom got her an ipad about eight years ago and that was a real that was a real big a real big thing for her she loved being on her ipad Mm -hmm. 
She is to this day, you ask any one of my friends, the Subway Surfers champion. She had the most <laughs> money I've ever seen in my life. She just grinds it. I've never seen anyone like her. But she gets the iPad, and she would listen to the top hits radio, so like all the things in the time. She knew every song, but that, but the the thing was, it wasn't that she knew every song. She was learning words while she what, was learning singing yeah. these songs. Yeah, with the song. So it only took us to teach her what these words meant and how to use them. Then it. That's amazing. And actually, and a lot, and she may not be able to put certain words together, but she knows when to use words, because there was one instance where she just got out of gym class and she was tired. She had to walk up the stairs with her aide. And she said, come on, Jess, we got to go up the stairs. Jessica looked at her and said, fuck you. <laughs> Wait, really? Yep. She yeah. said it right to her. I, and my mom, how are you mad at that? She just, she used that in the right the right way. And I said, I can't <laughs> Encourage be mad at her. I mean, my mom yelled at her, but how can I be mad? Encourage I see that and I go, you know, she's got some balls. You know, uh, going back to the music thing, right? To the music thing. Um, and you were talking about how the mind... The, how the mind of someone with Down syndrome is uh, yeah. decelerated from the regular mm-hmm. ones. So at kids early age, uh, you're learning, like just as a prime example, kids early age, you're learning your ABCs through song. That's how you learn your letters. Yep. And then through those letters, you learn uh, your words. It's the same exact thing with, uh, how old is how old is Jesse? She's 16. She's 16? Yep. She's That's the same. 17, March 15. Right. So if you think about the, the brain, she's not at a 16-year-old's brain right now. She's more towards the... Um, elementary school yep, yep. where we would learn where how learning with music yep. really does change stuff so that's kind of crazy that's that's just something to think about which is crazy to me yeah music music it, it started off where she could make the sounds of the people's voices so it wasn't words in the beginning but that's how she pronounced things mm-hmm. she couldn't pronounce words like dance school she used to say ditu but it was like it was sounds that that you could relate to words which which helped her build into those words. So she mm-hmm. would sing these songs, know the beat, know everything about them, and just by consistently listening to them and being and just staying on track because that's what she was interested in, it, it, it helped her grow. So I would say that music is really one of the biggest stepping stones that Huge. I could say in her life. Huge. Huge. Yeah. No, guys, I'm letting Michael talk more uh, just because. I'm coming from an outsider's perspective with like textbook knowledge and and like lectures and stuff like that. I don't I don't live I never lived with someone that needed special needs. Like I I'm I usually do talk or take over most of the conversation as you guys know, but I think it's really important just to let him speak and to let him like give, you know, give the more personal I insights that that, that I you. that I am ignorant to in a sense because I don't have that knowledge firsthand. It's all secondhand. You know, secondhand knowledge isn't, you know, if, if I if we're playing telephone, you know, and if you tell me one word and it gets relayed by, you know, like six, seven people, yeah, uh, it's going to change up just a little bit and I might misunderstand yep. the actual meaning, yes, sir. the actual meaning. So that's why I'm letting him talk a little bit more. So sorry if you missed my voice. <laughs> <laughs> now, um I was going to say, so how, so oh yeah, right. so how does this develop? Like, how does this develop you, like, as a man? Oh, or your decisions that you're making today? Yeah. Like, because, you know, she's literally part of your life every single day. So, so, growing up, decisions were, like, when we used to go to parties and kids used to look at her, and I yes, used to, those are the, and yeah, I those used are the to really get upset. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. And I didn't understand why they would look at her, but it's just a common trait when you're a kid and... 
when you don't you don't really see many special needs kids and it's someone's a, a little bit di- yes when it, when we were kids if someone was a little bit different than us you, you know we yeah, just kind of outcast them because they yes. know kids yes. have very good outlooks on kids stuff are like that. kids are the i forgot what this kids are the hardest critics cuz the, all they say is the truth they will yes. not they will not lie well, so they, that was hard and it also depends on how parents teach them from that point so i got to yes. see some parents really take and show like these kids that they're no different than you and I. They're just a little extra. And and, and then there's some other parents that just put the problem in the back corner and allow kids to, you know, draw these kids as black sheep instead of being just right. one of the herd. Mm-hmm. But that kind of brought up until I got to this age, and I'm less ignorant now about that, and I'm more um, teaching instead of judging. Right. And I want to make sure that kids that aren't taught by their parents and people that aren't taught by anybody are understanding that this is not something that they choose to be born with. It's something that they live with, and we just have to be able to be there and help them through it. But decisions now, I'm I'm in the field of education, and I'm actually going into special education because this is something that I really love, and I want to be able to help kids out there that, that are in the same boat as my sister. And they just need someone, you know, that... that is going to be there for them and teach them to the best way possible with not being sidetracked. And I think that's one of the, one of the biggest decisions from growing up that I've made today. That's beautiful. See, that's beautiful, man. And not many people can, not many people are, live with that or not many people have that mindset too. Cause I remember um, you were telling me before on air how, uh, psychology was once a thing you thought about and you were thinking about becoming a therapist for the hospital and they would help uh, specific families for like how to deal with um, with people or kids with other kids with a uh, special needs. Yeah. And not many people want that job. Not many people are going to take that job. Yeah. You know, I, I it wasn't even something that was broadcasted out there until I spoke to my mom and then I looked it up. Because I didn't know that I didn't know that was an exact uh, job. Yeah, in the field. Actually, I didn't know that. Yes. It, it's to help guide them, and because you, you're taking on a big role, you know, you, you mm-hmm. have to take care of yourself, um, and you got to take care of someone else that's for for probably most of their life. So right. you're taking on a job that you were not expecting to take. It's just like getting thrown a curveball when you expect the fastball. It's yeah. It's it's a big turn in your life that they have to get ready for. So just a little guidance from somebody that has um, some background in the f- in terms of being with children like that and just um, having the knowledge to put out there and help these parents with. It would just be something great because I want to let them know, and I know that a lot of therapists that they that they talk to want to let them know that it's not a it's not a, a burden that you're gonna carry for the rest of your life. These these kids are going to make you smile person, yes. more than you ever expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I see my sister and I could be having the worst day of my life and I have to smile because she's always smiling. Mm-hmm. She can never be sad. There's never a sad day in Jessica's life. And that's what I want to make sure to stress out there. You you look at these kids and you may think that they're sad because their facial expressions, It it's not, you can't judge a book by its cover, especially with ch- special needs kids because they're a lot of times they're happy. Don't, don't feel sad for them. Feel Feel happy because they, I know that they're happy, and I know that their parents know they're happy because they're they're not thinking about what you're thinking about. They're thinking about the the what's around them. That's we think about what's behind us, what's ahead of us. They live in the moment, and that's what we should do too. Live in the moment. 
Yes, I a hundred percent agree. I have a hundred percent agree. You know, no stress and is built that way. You just live where. You, right. My sister doesn't stress about anything. The only thing she stresses about what is she gonna eat for dinner the next night. That's <laughs> yeah. the only thing that worries her. You know, it worries me too. But you know, but that's the only thing that that it's a, as funny as it is. It's it's just making sure that she knows what's gonna go on the next day, and if if only we live by that. You know, I'm stressing about the. Schoolwork I gotta about do. Co- this I gotta do. College and yeah, it's just my different careers. Yeah, but ultimately I know that um, a lot of people see these special needs kids and adults on the street and think, "Oh, let me feel bad for them." You know, you, you've yeah. probably done it too. You, you no, feel- no, I'm I'm not ignorant to the fact when I first met Michael yeah. and I first met his family, and I saw his sister. Obviously, I knew something was different. Yep. I didn't know the exact. I didn't know exactly it was Down syndrome or whatever. But you know. It, it's just, and then I and then I kept hanging out with Michael, kept understanding, and we got closer. And I realized how supportive everyone is around her. Like every, yep. like literally, there's not one person in, that just doesn't like Jessica for for her. She's amazing. Her She's support system smiling. is great. Yes, her support system is great in terms of my friends, the people I hang out with, Josue, Casper, Chris, all the friends I hang out with, all love Jessica. Mm-hmm. In terms of, um. Like even our neighbors down the shore, they're talking to Jessica twenty four seven. They don't. No one treats Jessica like she has special needs that she associates with. Yes. She has friends that aren't special needs, like Mariah from the high school, who she talks to at least once a day, and they're genuinely best friends. My sister loves her, and Mariah loves her back, and that's something that that I truly, truly cherish. Yes. I'm, I'm glad my sister got to have a real, a real good group of friends with. With who she surrounds herself with, she's always on the phone at night. She's never, she's never alone. She's talking to people, and it's and it's people that that are just like, uh, just like how I treat her. They treat her back. They they're talking to her. Yeah. They're bugging her. They're making sure that that she's good, and she's also making sure that they're good. Literally, like your inner group of friends, like Josue, Casper, and them, they literally treat her like they're her sister. Yes, like, right. Like yes, there's a yes. brother. Like, she has her multiple for ice brothers. cream. Yes. They're taking her to get food. She bugs them like she bugs me. They bug her back. She she trusts them. You know, it's it's a lot to build trust with um, special needs kids mm-hmm. because that's one thing that they that that they could judge people by mm-hmm. just by trust. And she has the trust of every single one of my friends, which I you can't truly, ask for anything better. Yeah, I can't. You know, some sometimes you have friends and they just they'll never really understand what how it is. My friends understand how it is. They they understand that uh, life isn't about all glitter and sparkle. It, it's it's dark, and you you just roll with the punches. You make sure that everything that is in front of you can be the best it could be without without putting it down. Right. So they they see that they see that she's being able to do things that many people thought she wasn't gonna able to do, and and I think that 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 also makes them just become better. And as cheesy as it sounds, you know, life never gets uh, easier, guys. You know, life always gets harder. It just matters if you get stronger along with it. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the, you know, the picture with the small wolf takes one arrow. Yep. And uh, he falls over. He mm-hmm. dies. Uh, oh, not dies. He just, you know, he's weak. And then he, he grows up and he's a big wolf, but there's like seven arrows, but he's still walking, you know? Yep. It, it's, that, it's that same type of mentality. When you grow up, you're, you're able to roll. You're able to roll with the punches. Right. I like that. 
I like that line because you're able to take one and two, three, four, instead of just being able to take one and exploding. You're able to hold things in better and cope better, I think, when you get older. And, and that's that's what I was able to do. I was able to take that, take more criticism from people and and the stares and stuff like that and turn it into something better than just, oh, I'm mad. And right. oh, <laughs> these people are, are ignorant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it's... No. My bad. Now, imagine somebody without that supporting cast, you know, imagine someone with Down syndrome and their parents, they almost give up on them. They almost stop. They stop taking care of them. They don't have a supportive big brother like Mike. They don't have they don't have like his his friends. They're also, you know, he doesn't have a, they don't have best friends yeah. like uh, like Maria from the high school. Right. Yeah. So like th- imagine imagine those people imagine those those kids and those people with Down syndrome in those situations that. It's 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 so sad. It's it's and it happens. People don't think it happens. It happens. The top percentage of kids up for adoption are have special needs. Yes, because parents just they can't deal with can't deal with it. Right. It's not that they're bad people. It's not that. But if you're a 24 year old and you have a child and it ends up being special needs, you're still dealing with life. How do you expect to deal with two lives? So, it's. It's a very sad topic because Gio's right. There's various people out there that that don't have the outlook that I have, and and they look at it as something that is a burden for them, and and it really should never be that way because the the kids aren't the kids don't know any better, and I guarantee you they love where they're at, even though it's probably not the spot that they should be. Um, they'll always love their parents and always love their guardians, no matter how you treat them. I've seen people scream and and abuse their special needs children and mm-hmm. at the end of the day the children and they they still love their parents and that's that truly shows the personality of kids that have special needs because they love you no matter what that mm-hmm. I know if someone beat me I would know not to love them but to show unconditional love after being abused it, it really shows the type of people you are mm-hmm. and just it, I mean it's a dark topic to touch uh, to touch upon you know when you have a, a a child with uh with down syndrome or, or anything which just makes them a little bit different than the quote unquote regular people yeah and they're treated in such a way where they're treated like animals you know like and that's that's just the sad truth that happens and not everyone can deal with it not and that's why i give so much uh praise to your family and you and i know and apparent, and i know you look you don't look upon it like as a burden anymore yeah. cuz obviously she brightens up your day she brightens up yeah. when I when I see her I get happy like it's it's so contagious what a smile can do and what yeah. a good attitude can do if if all if your whole day is just a whole bunch of people sad and mopey yeah, and yeah. looking at this obviously you're gonna be the same exact way the people you surround yourself with is so big in life good vibes are so important yeah and like, and they're hard to come by too yeah not ev- are, yeah no yeah. and I I have to really thank my parents for that because they they allowed my sister to thrive and. And become where we're at today. They 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 failed numerous times. You know, it wasn't like they were trained and ready for a special needs child. They, my my mother, she various nights she, she didn't sleep. You know, she, doctor's appointments. My father administers medicine every day to my sister. You know, late nights because she used to get sick and have um have breathing issues. It it was a lot for them, but they didn't allow that to switch up any outlook you know my i asked my mom the other day and i said you know you 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 love your life and she looked at me and she said i wouldn't change it for the world 
And I thought to myself, you know, if someone like her could have went through um, having all this stress and all this with a child that had needed a lot of care, but she still loves her life, then everyone should love their life, you know? You know it, it, it shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be something that that, you know, you you can't love if you have a good a good life and everyone's healthy around you and you have good friends and stuff. Take take the opportunity, enjoy what you have. Uh, don't take it for for, for granted. And yeah. that's so powerful because, like, man. I mean, that's so powerful because that's this is kind of what this podcast is about. You know, when you read the bio, it's it's about uh, it's about young adults, uh, Gen Z, Gen Zs working part time jobs. You don't know the lives that they have. Some people's lives are so are so different than other people's lives. There's people there's people like Michael. You know, and there's there's people like uh, the other people that I brought on the podcast. It it everything just doesn't everything is that it's uh, life is beautiful, man. That's it's just what it is. We have a good community of people here too. Yes, 100%. I think our town has really helped shaped us into a, a good group of guys and girls. You know, we yeah. have good connection with each other, and we really understand each other. No one, I don't think anybody I've watched on your podcast I haven't had a conversation with. And I, some know, of these guys, sorry to me cut you off. Some of these guys that I bring on the podcast, I haven't talked to them in forever. And it just kind of shows the community that we've built from even since such a young age. One example is um, Sal Lano. I have, this is, this is my best friend. He was my best friend at elementary school. I didn't talk to him at all for middle and high, for middle school and high school. And I, I bring him up, I bring him up on the podcast. I want to talk about a specific topic that we talked about. And it's like we we picked off like we never stopped talking to each other, it, and that's just the that's just the like that's why I said bring that's good vibes, that's good people. When you grow up with each other, it's just it's just a moment you need to cherish. Mm-hmm. And I think you know for us, like you said, Gen Z, and the ones twenty twenty last year that we didn't get to finish our whole school year out. Yeah, dude. it was hard to to find closure mm-hmm. with those people that you're talking about, like people that that you could catch up with at any time and that you talk to in school but you really didn't talk too much out of school and you didn't get to say goodbye and you didn't get to have that last conversation because i know that there's a group of kids in my head that i don't talk to out of school and not for bad reasons just because we have different lives and our paths are different but that i used to talk to in school every day because i enjoyed you know crossing paths with them and i didn't get to say you know I didn't get to have that last conversation, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. this was a great four years or this was, you know, we got through this. I didn't get to do that. And and sometimes I think to myself, like, the just getting closure would be, you know, nice. Would be nice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I get what you mean. And, that, bro, this is all this podcast is about, man. It's just about gathering young adults and most mostly young adults and seeing their perspective on their lives and i feel like that's so relatable and the guy and the people and the people that have uh, given me feedback you guys are telling me like hey talk about talk about um trying to balance that job which with 12 assignments do at midnight talk about and then you know different from different ethnicities and different stuff like that like oh yeah i watched your uh growing up uh hispanic in 2020 you're completely right they didn't give me that job because they didn't because they didn't blah 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 or they gave me that job because they needed to make a quota because they needed to have somebody else with a different ethnicity how many other generations grew up learning in person but got thrown a curveball and now we're learning online how many other generations had to do that they didn't I know that there's been some rough times throughout the generations, but, you know, in times of schooling and making friends, most of us don't have social lives anymore because what is there to do? How do you expand 
how do you meet new people with all these all these rules that are out there? It, it's hard. So, you know, our generation got thrown a big, big, big loop because now we're learning on computers. And I know for me and I know for a lot of my friends I've spoken to, it's hard. It's hard to balance on the computer. A computer is, is not a place to learn, I, I feel in my mind. 100%. You know? it, it's, it's hard to interpret what a teacher is saying without seeing their face, without hearing their voice because... Technology alters all that. I'm not saying technology is bad. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I use it for everyday needs in my life, and we used it before COVID. But it's just so hard to change that perspective over from using internet for games and using internet for enjoyment to using internet to learning everything you need to know about life. So well, it, it, I, our generation, you know, it will go down in the history books because we are tough. We are we are a great generation and very adaptable. And you know, many people might look down upon what we are and what we became, but we're, we're troopers. We're we're gonna build we're gonna build something great. And I think that this generation is gonna be one of the most successful in America. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna it, it made kids tougher. It made kids grow up. It made kids, you know, look into the real world. And it and that's that's truly something that kids don't do until later years in their life. But we had to do that because. We had to be introduced to all these new things, and I think our generation is uh, so much more open-minded than the past. You know, oh, I yeah, feel like, we, like we're we're so much more uh, well-informed on like other like on yeah. other like ethnicities and their cultures. I want all the viewers like on his stream to go look. We are one of the this year is one of the most years that um, kids are starting to go to um, like. Um, Schools of technician, like technician school? schools, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kid, more kids. I know in Garfield, for the most part, they did like a like a little, like a little uh, survey. And All right, a we group asked sur- a, group a whole survey, bunch yeah. of our class, and a, most, a good amount of them weren't going to school, not because they're, they were stupid and not because they had bad grades, but because their path in life was different. And it wasn't for them, yep. And it and it. And kids, kids had to make that decision that they probably wouldn't have to make because of online learning. You know, kids realize I'm not going to be able to sit in three to four more years of college and get through this passing online. So mm-hmm. I have to take another route. And that's why, like Gio said, we're more open-minded. Kids had to change on the fly. I guarantee you, you know, I changed my mind four times because I couldn't, I couldn't lock into one thing because COVID was throwing me curveballs too. Yeah. A lot of curveballs in this episode, so <laughs> get your batting stance ready. And if you're not, if and if you know, hold on, how to go? If you're thinking about schooling, right, and going in you know, a kids choosing what they want to do, sitting at a computer for eight hours is um, not what Monday, anybody it wants. Isn't to do. what anybody wants to do. And then you have to go, and then you have to go and like do something. Everything's on the screen, bro. Everything's on a laptop. I know I've, for the case yeah. that I'm in at Bergen Community College, that's where I'm at right now. I have no times. I could do any time, any work at any time of the day. Mm-hmm. So I work from 7.30 to 12.30. And then I go home. I go to the gym. And I do schoolwork whenever I want. I'm gonna, I, was, I wanted to ask this to Gio because he has all you guys to, out, to output this. But I know in my case, I feel like these past couple, this, this whole year, so the half of the year we lost last year in school and the half that we've been in already, um, with COVID that I haven't learned a new thing. I feel like it's just that we're, we're pat teachers and professors are giving us work to help pass time. 
And I'm not saying that against them, and I'm not saying that against anybody else. I'm saying it because online learning feels like that for many kids. It's it's not like we're learning new things because teachers aren't able to put everything they want to put out there. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to be our last topic real quick here, guys. But my perspective on it. So I, in my school, uh, I have most almost all of my classes are uh, lectures. So but they're in-person Zoom calls. So um, I, I actually am sitting through. Uh, it, it's not everything is just like, here's an assignment. Go do it. I am talking to the teacher. I am as best you can through a Zoom call, obviously. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's so hard to make new friends or like meet new people, which is what you want to oh, yeah. go for college and experience. That's another that's a whole other topic oh, that yeah. we could talk about. But like literally, I'm just give you guys a quick example. Literally the other day. Uh, our teacher goes, all right, I want everyone to say hey to somebody else in the class. Just pick a name. Do it. Yeah. We did it. Uh, I picked her. And now I have a new friend. I have a number. I have like I have a new friend. His name's Gabriel. He has a new number. And we're planning to meet up to, you know, just whatever. Like, a, That's the whole thing. You know, you know how hard that is? is? You know how awkward that is? College is more than school. Yes. It, it, it's it's a big step in your life to meet people like that, you know? Yeah. And this, you're supposed to meet connections. This kid that you meet, he might be the, the, the CEO of a huge company one day. And, and We're friends, yeah. And you're friends, and he's just showing you the ropes, and you learn things from him. Same from, and you might become a CEO, and same thing for him. Yeah. You're just meeting people that you wouldn't meet, and you're crossing paths with them, which creates something really special. And that's very, like Gio said, it's very hard right now because I can't talk to somebody over the the computer and be able to, for them to see my attitude <laughs> like, and my true self. You know, like, I'm a, you know how, you know how hard it is to spit game over a computer. Oh my God. <laughs> you know how hard it is to talk to a girl over fucking zoom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my grandma cracked the joke today. I went there to go get a sandwich and she said, when are you going to look for a girlfriend? I said, grandma, I'll look for a girlfriend. When you tell me where to go to look for one. <laughs> Because I can't find the spot. Yes, exactly. You know, it, it, no, yeah, that's funny. Back then you had school. Yeah. What's school now? The computer, you know? <laughs> so yeah. you can't go there. There's no anything. There's no concerts, no nothing. And if you're smart, it's not like you're going to house parties either. No, like that because. On the regular. Yeah, right now the numbers are going up again. And it's, it's just a crazy time where you <laughs> just, you know, you just have to adapt and overcome. Because if you don't, you're going to dwell in the times yeah. where it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I get you, man. Uh, well, that's all the time we have for today, guys. I really do appreciate you for coming on. Uh, just thank you, every listener. Thank you, bro. Like, you have no idea what it means to me when I get a message from someone in Ohio saying this, this, and that. It means so much to me, man. Because like, it's it's somebody that I don't know, and that my voice is like impacting them in a sense, and that means I'm not big by any means. By any means, you know, this isn't my this isn't my part time job. This is, I'm barely making a couple of dollars a month off of this, <laughs> but it's not about the money, you know. It's about just out using using what I have to give an outlet for other people, which is so big to me. Uh, well, I'm gonna have Michael on for another. I'm gonna have uh, Mikey on for another episode. Uh, that's gonna come out right after this one. But is there anything that you want to say before you leave? Um, I just want to tell all, all your viewers just to make sure that they really do lock in your episodes because genuinely, Gio's a great kid, man. He's been through a <laughs> lot in his life, and he has, and he has the ability to really output a lot of what he's learned and help a lot of the people out there. He, the stories he tells the people that he brings on here, it's all for a reason, and it's all for, it's all for him to make sure that he could do 
everything he could mm-hmm. to put every different thing out there so people understand. So I really do want to make sure you do stay tuned to what he has to put out there because it's getting juicy. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the last thing I want to say is just make sure, make sure you stay safe out there, everybody, because times are rough. Keep your head up and keep going. Stay sexy. All right, man. Uh, follow TikTok Goon Talk Podcast. Follow the Instagram Goon Talk Podcast and Goon Talk Out. Peace. Love y'all.